Here we go. I've never heard this song before. <laughs> it gets better. All right. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Under the Hard Hat, a safety podcast for the construction industry. My name is Brian Mesmer at Mesmer Safety. And today is Friday, May 7th and happy Happy end of safety week. Joining me today is Russ Becker, President and CEO of API Group Companies. Russ, welcome. Thanks, Brian. Fired up to be here. So, you know, on our Monday Toolbox Talk, we talked about what safety week is and why it's important. And uh, I guess just a quick recap and quick review, Russ, why is safety or why is safety week important to API Group as a business? Well, like I said um, in our first um, podcast, Brian, the health and the well-being of each and every one of our employees is our most important value. And, um, you know, the gratitude and the appreciation that I show for the work that the men and the women are doing um, for the company in the field, um, I'm just forever grateful uh, for how hard they've worked and how hard they've um had to work to be able to work safely, um, especially during the last 15 months with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, you know, the additional obstacles that they've had to overcome, um, you know, even with their own families. And, uh, um, you know, many, many of the men and women in the field have young families and children at home and that were distance learning and all of those challenges um, and how they were able to put the company first and do so safely um, is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. So I'm grateful. Excellent. Thank you so much again for being here. Um, you know, I, so the, the, typically on the first podcast, we do a toolbox talk and then, um, you know, that safety professional will do a, a best practice for our Tuesday call. And then on the Friday, we send out what their best practice was and, and, um, you know, you and I talked about our our safety is personal and mental health for safety week. And uh, we don't need to go through that again. But then we do what we call the safety six pack, <clears throat> which is just six questions. Um, and it's normally focused on a safety person and a safety career. But obviously, um, well, I mean, you could say that your job has a safety component to it, just like every job within API group but it's not necessarily safety as a career. So I'm just gonna jump right into those questions if you're okay with it. You bet. Cool. Uh, what is your personal story and how did you get to this point in your career? Well, I, you know, as I reflect on that, um, I got to this point in my career, I think, you know, for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, number one, I've had mentors along the way that um, have helped provide me with opportunities um, along with great coaching and advice, um, which has been beneficial to me. Um, oftentimes when um, I'm talking to young leaders in the organization, um, the advice I give them is, you know, work your tail end off. And um, I feel like um, that's an attribute that I have is from, from a work ethic perspective. 
And I also believe that I've been fortunate to build many positive relationships um, along the way. And that's not just with customers. It could be with a newly acquired company. It could be with, you know, key employees in, in the business. Um, it's our vendors, um, you know, it's union leaders. Um, and I, I greatly value um, relationships. And I think that it's um, been a, a big contributor to, uh, to where, you know, I've been able to, uh, to grow to in today's world. Excellent. So um, why is safety important to the business? Well, I mean, it's like our people. I mean, our people are everything. This is, this is a people, people-centered business. And everything that we do is, is about our team and our team members. And uh, um, again, I, I just, they, they are at the center of our universe. And if they are not um, capable of going to work and representing us with our customers, um, we're not going to generate revenue. We're not going to, you know, exist um, as an organization. And I think that um, not only their physical safety, but their mental well-being is hugely important to us. And obviously, the, the pandemic has um, created different challenges for, for every single one of us, um, you know, to reflect on as it relates to our mental well-being. But uh, um Again, um, I'm grateful for all of our people and the resiliency they, they've shown over the last 15 months. Um, it's just been impressive and amazing all in the same breath. I would have to agree. That's one of the, my favorite things about going to job sites is, is interacting with the field and with the people there actually doing the work. Yeah, I, 100%. I, uh, it's, uh, I don't get to do it enough. I've been trying to make an extra effort to get this to our job sites um, during the course of the pandemic. And it's, it's the best part of the job. Yeah. It's hard to get out during the pandemic. Hopefully we're on the, the waning factors or the wane, the, the pandemic is almost over with the vaccines being pushed. Um, so speaking of job sites, what is your biggest pet peeve when regarding safety? Is it, you know, for example, like people not wearing their PPE, holes not being covered on the job site, fall protection not being present, guardrails, et cetera. Well, I got a, I got a few actually, Brian. And um, I think everybody's dying to know, Russ. <laughs> um, and not all of them are safe, are necessarily safety related. Some of them are people related, which is in my mind directly correlated to uh, to safety. Um, but number one, it starts with lack of visibility of the company leadership on our job sites. And um, because I believe that as our leaders, the more time they spend on their on our job sites, the safer our job sites will be, understanding that it's everybody's responsibility to make sure that the jo our job sites are are safe. But uh, lack of visibility is one, one thing that um, drives me crazy. Second would be when people walk by a you know, potential safety hazard or safety issue. And, um, you know, even if I don't know, technically, if, if you know, something um, is truly unsafe, I will stop and I'll ask the question. And, uh, and I don't care if, if it's stupid. And um, 
because I'm, I would never be able to live with myself if I walked by something and an incident occurred and I didn't and I didn't say anything and I didn't use my and I didn't use my voice. Um, and that that leads into the fact that every employee has the authority and the ability to stop work. And I don't know that everybody really understands that. I don't care if it's a one of our IT people that just happens to be on a job site tour for the day. If they witness an unsafe act, they need to understand that they have the authority and the responsibility um, to stop the work. And then I, I think lastly, it's it, this is more of the people component of it, but like shake, shake the men and the women in the field, shake their hand and tell them thank you and that you're grateful um, for the hard work and the effort that they're putting forward. And um, that will go a long ways to encourage them to continue to be safe because they're going to know that you care about them. And if we're truly going to achieve zero, it's going to come from the fact that we care about each other and we're doing everything we can to ensure um, each of our fellow teammates' safety and well-being. Is it John Maxwell that says nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care? I don't know if that's John Maxwell's quote or not, Brian, but that's a good one. Yeah. The other thing is kind of piggybacking off your stop work authority. And you said it's responsibility. Um, I call it stop work responsibility because like you said, I would hate to have something happen just because I failed to ask a question and I could be wrong and I work in safety. That's my job. That's my degree. And, and that's okay if I'm wrong, but I would just hate it if I am, if I'm right, I don't say something and then something happens. Yeah, hundred percent. Like what do I know about how to build a scaffold? And, uh, but what I can tell you, if I look at a scaffold and I wouldn't be comfortable climbing on it, then um, I should be asking a question because um, if my common sense is telling me that something doesn't look right, ask the question and don't be afraid to, to ask a question. Cause there's no, there's no such thing as a, as a stupid question. Yeah. And that's, that's what I encourage, you know, even young apprentices or brand new apprentices to the, to the field is, is, ask questions, ask questions all the time, because if you don't ask the question and you just make an assumption about how to do the work, that's when we get the injuries occur. That's when the injuries do happen. So I really, yeah, like and I can, and I, and, and I get that, you know, a young apprentice, you know, he, he or she may be intimidated, you know, to ask a question to somebody that's been in the trade for 20 or 25 years. And uh, um, I, I understand that, but please know, that um, I can tell you that I would have your back if you ask a question and somebody and somebody is um, or you shut something down because you don't feel it's it's safe. Um, I you just need to know if you're a first year apprentice, you know that you need to know that the CEO of the company is going to stand behind you and support you. And there's not going to be any ramifications or repercussions. It's not safe. To say something. Well, I've written toolbox talks, Russ, and I, I actually quoted you. So. <laughs> um. What is one big thing that you're focusing on in 2021? This can be either work or personal. Oh, you know, work-wise, I mean, there's, there's a, you know, there's a ton of stuff that, uh, that we continue to focus on. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting that um, seeing that, you know, the focus for safety week was on mental health and everything else. But I would say that I, I'm focused on my, my health, as of my whole body, if you will, um, I feel like there's an opportunity for me to improve my 
my fitness. Um, I feel like maybe I got a little extra um, um, COVID-5 on me and uh, that um, I need to, you know, get out, hit the pavement and, and start running a little bit more. And, and uh, because I know that as I focus on my, on my fitness and both mentally and physically, that that will translate to a more productive Russ, you know, at work. And, um, and I'll do a better job of, you know, serving all of the employees of API. And uh, um, so really, you know, keeping it more on a personal level, but I feel like if I do a better job of, you know, taking care of myself, um, I will do a better job of, you know, leading in the organization. And, and that's something that's important to me. So you got the COVID-5. I found the COVID-19. Both literally the virus and the 19 pounds. So I'm actually down 15. So I'm really good looking good there. Um, I never got, I never got COVID, which is, uh, which is amazing to me. Three out of the five in my, my immediate family had COVID and uh, I never, I never had it. And I'm one shot into my vaccination. So I'm going to put a plug in since we're on the horn right now for, our team members and to, to encourage our team members to get vaccinated. I think it's very important if we're truly going to beat down the pandemic that um, as many of us get vaccinated as, as possible. I understand that some of us are going to have health issues, um, et cetera, that uh, not going to allow us to get vaccinated. But uh, I encourage you um, if you're physically able to, to get vaccinated, encourage your family members to get vaccinated because that's really how we're going to win. Yeah. I'm also one shot in. Uh, I had to wait until my 90 days was up from my last, from when I had COVID. And then, yeah, I got the Moderna shot. Me as well. So it put me down for a couple, uh, you know, a day, you know, the day after I was not feeling all that great, but then bounce right back. Here I am working. Yeah. It didn't, didn't phase me one bit, Brian. I, uh, I think I went for a four mile run the next day. So some of us aren't as strong as you, Russ, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So these are the really hard questions that we're going to move into. What do you do for fun and relaxation? How do you get away from this daily stress of work? Well, getting away from the daily stress of work is all about exercise for me. Um, so that's, you know, I've just my whole life, I've, um, I've been committed to, to exercise and, uh, so that's a big, um, a big part of it. Um, for me, for fun, um, I have a lake home. My, my family, we have a lake home in kind of north central Minnesota. I absolutely just love um, my time at the lake. Um, it's away and um, it's, it's really, um, you know, there's just the stress and the pressure. You can just feel it drop when, when I pull into the driveway of our, of our lake home and uh, just, I don't necessarily like to fish at my lake home because you, know, you got to work too hard for the fish, but um, I love to fish and hunt. Um, specifically, I love to, to walleye fish and uh, that's uh, really, you know, relaxing to me. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> a while ago, I listened to, I don't remember which interview it was, but I listened to one of your interviews. I think it was on Laura Seitz's podcast, Building Great Leaders. Um, and you recommended the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey that you had yeah. just recently read. So I read that one, which I thought was really good. Um, one of the things I liked about that one is he 
when he would just like kind of escape he would go to uh, either the desert or the amazon or africa and just get away from everything so i guess the next question is what is a show or a book that you're currently watching and or read recommend to others yeah so green lights by mcconaughey was i thought was a good book and um i i love just the, the approach he was very straightforward and honest I just read, read a great book um, um, called The uh, Splendid and the Vile, and it's by Eric Larson. And it, it is about Winston Churchill and his time, basically from the time he took office in Great Britain, you know, in the, in the 1940s, um, leading right up until the Americans um, actually joined World War II. And how his leadership, and it was, um, you know, it's kind of like one of those thick books and you look at it, you think to yourself, this is going to be a grind to get through it. And it was fascinating. Um, and it was turned out to be an amazingly um, easy read. And uh, I would recommend it. Um, it was almost like, I, I wish it would have kept going, um, you know, into the actual, you know, D-Day and World War II and, and, um, and further expanded on his leadership. And, uh, but it was uh, just very, very well written and it was a great book. Funny thing that most people wouldn't like about me, I don't watch a lot of TV other than sports. Um, everybody probably knows I'm more of a hockey guy, um, but uh, uh, I love the show, The Voice. <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know why, but um, I, I really enjoy The Voice. And um, when I'm home, uh, like last night, the voice was on and, uh, my wife and I watched the voice. So nobody judges you for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Russ, thank you again for joining me and joining under the hard hat. Uh, I know that these podcasts will have a, a pretty big splash and I, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, and thank you for the wise words and the, the advice and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. So awesome. uh, if anybody has any questions, they can certainly reach out to their company safety managers or representatives, or you can message me directly. Again, that's at Mesmer Safety on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me direct. Don't forget to like, share, and review. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast app for all the latest and greatest. And as always, be safe. <laughs>